I feel like sometimes people choose free birth without doing the work that's involved. Birth works 98% of the time, um, but there are times where, you know, there are emergencies and you do need medical help, you know, just like I did. We didn't go into this lightly. We didn't say, oh, it's fine. It's great. Babies just are born and, you know, it's exciting and it's easy because sometimes it's not, you know, birth works. And I believe birth works. I believe in home birth. I believe in, you know, all of it. But I don't believe that people should choose an unassisted, you know, or free birth just because. I'm Cynthia Overgaard, owner of Hypnobirthing of Connecticut, childbirth advocate, and postpartum support specialist. And I'm Trisha Ludwig, certified nurse midwife and international board-certified lactation consultant. And this is the Down to Birth podcast. Childbirth is something we're made to do, but how do we have our safest and most satisfying experience in today's medical culture? Let's dispel the myths and get down to birth. Jamie Davison Ortiz is a mother, doula, and student midwife who birthed her twins naturally during a planned free birth with her husband and doula. For those who don't know, a free birth is a controversial birth movement of giving birth at home without a medical professional in attendance. Jamie's birth wasn't without risk. And while Jamie says she has no regrets, she's the first to say that free birthing took years of preparation and is not for everyone. Hi, my name's Jamie. I'm here on the podcast to talk about my twin free birth. For those that don't know, free birth is a birth with no medical professional present. When I became pregnant with the twins, I had two older children. Um, they're actually from a previous marriage. Um, I had my oldest at home with midwives present, and it was an absolutely beautiful, perfect experience. My baby was actually born two hours after my water broke. So that was definitely um, an experience. It was a first time mom. I was not planning to, you know, just shoot a baby out. <laughs> um, so it definitely was a little overwhelming, but overall the experience was perfect. Um, and then we actually moved states and I obviously couldn't use the same midwives and the state that we moved back to the midwifery care is a little more expensive. So with my second, it just wasn't feasible for us to afford a home birth midwife, um, which was really hard for me. Um, I kind of at that moment decided that I was just going to have a free birth with my second um, because, you know, at this point I had become a doula about a year after my first was born. I just felt really confident and secure that I could just birth my baby at home. But unfortunately, my partner just wasn't comfortable with it. I still did all the research for unassisted birth at home. And I felt really confident, but I also was doing the research because I had such a fast experience with my first. Any birth under three hours is called a precipitous birth, and they tend to get faster with subsequent pregnancies. Even though my partner wasn't on board, I still was educating myself because I basically told them, you know, we could have this baby literally anywhere. Sure enough, I my water broke and he literally came an hour and 16 minutes later. Um, I had been in the labor and delivery unit for literally 12 minutes before he was born. Um, and I chose to birth with a group of CNM midwives. And honestly, for a hospital birth after a home birth, the experience was really great. 
um, so no one really bothered me. It, it, it was a good experience. You know, I don't have anything bad. It, you know, it wasn't a home birth. You know, I still had to sit in the hospital bed for 24 hours after, which kind of sucked. Overall, the birth was fine. Um, I still kind of wish I had gone with my intuition and just, I remember being in labor with him and being in the bathroom and my intuition was to kind of just lock the door. Um, so I very well could have just had the baby in the bathroom and like called it a day, but it is what it is. But it kind of set me up for the birth of my twins. You know, we kind of say that their birth was four years in the making because my son is, was four when the twins were born. Um, I had done all the, the work and the, um, you know, paved the way for feeling super confident and giving birth to my babies at home by myself because I did all that work with my son. When we first got pregnant, we assumed it was one baby. Um, and I told my husband now, I said, I feel like this birth, I just want it to be me and you. And then we talked about hiring a doula just to have, you know, there to help clean up and kind of secure, you know, make my husband feel super secure and confident. Um, obviously, a doula is not a medical professional. We all knew that going to the experience, but it, sometimes you just want that extra hand, you know, especially for a partner who's never seen birth before. And I'm over here proposing, you know, an unassisted birth with no medical professional. And he's just like, oh, okay. Like he was totally on board with literally whatever I wanted. Um, so then around seven weeks, I was so sick, like so unbearably sick. Um, I couldn't stop throwing up. I couldn't keep water down. So we went to the midwives I had used with my son and she asked to do an ultrasound because she wanted to make sure that the baby was in the right place just because of how I was feeling. So she, of course she was worried about an ectopic pregnancy. So she did a quick ultrasound and she goes, Oh, I know why you're sick. And I laughed and I'm like, there's twins. Right. And she goes, yep. And my husband's like, what? <laughs> because the second the line dried, I knew it was twins. I always knew I was going to have twins. I just didn't know when it was going to happen. Um, we call them my spirit babies because they, I always knew they were around. I just didn't know when they were coming. So this time when I got pregnant, I knew there was two. Um, so in New Jersey, where we live, home birth midwives cannot attend multiples at home um, legally. So we had no option besides a hospital birth um, anyway. So you would have chosen midwives if it had been an option. Is that, am I hearing you right? Or did you actually prefer a free birth? I really was kind of on board with having a midwife um, there just because there was two. And I figured we would just kind of need, not that I didn't feel confident in doing it by myself. I just, it was kind of like a more hands on deck kind of thing. But then the more I thought about it and the longer we went in the pregnancy, I just decided that I wanted it to be me and my husband. And he never questioned me. He totally felt secure. He trusted everything. Um, and the only kind of compromise we had was we chose to seek care during my pregnancy with the midwives from my son's birth. So everything looked great with the babies. You know, we went going, you know, I planned to stay kind of pregnant for as long as possible. Um, and then it was probably around 35 weeks. I woke up at around 5 a.m. I guess it was. And I thought I had beat myself. I'm like, there's no way my water broke. I'm 36 weeks. This is crazy. 
then it woke me up again and I was like wait a second so I stood up and I kind of stood next to the bed and I kept feeling these little gushes of water and I'm like okay I think my water broke (laughs) so I literally wake up my husband who had been preparing this full time saying you know I have my babies really quickly so these babies are probably going to come in like five minutes so he gets up and he starts kind of like he's like do you want me to set up the birth pool I'm like no like I'm not even having contractions. And then I was kind of just sitting there going, wait a second, it's been like three hours and I've had not a single contraction. You know, by now I've had two babies in this time frame from my water breaking. I just wasn't having any contractions, like at all, nothing, not a single one. So I had called my doula because we did end up hiring a doula. She gave me a little pep talk and said, you know, the baby will come when they're ready. You know, they, they know what they're doing. So I just kind of spent the whole day, we, we ate and we played games and I kind of just bounced on the ball and I just made peace with the fact that I hadn't given birth yet. I was never worried that anything was wrong. I was just kind of curious as to why they weren't coming. So I went back to sleep and then at 12 o'clock on the dot, I woke up to my first contraction. It literally, dead sleep, I sat up and I was like, oh boy, that, that was definitely a labor contraction. So I stood next to my bed for a minute and I had another one. So I woke my husband up gently this time and he woke up and he's like, are you sure you're in labor? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm having, you know, real contractions. So he called my doula and I also had a birth photographer. And because I was planning for, you know, these babies to come so quickly, I was like, okay, everybody needs to come now. So everyone was over maybe like 45 minutes later. And in that time, I was kind of just you know, having contractions and I was wandering around the house and sitting on the birth ball. And then things just kind of started progressing pretty quickly. I started having to really vocalize through the contractions. So my doula was boiling water at this point to make the birth pool warm again. So I kind of swam back and forth, you know, I was kneeling and then I would go to hands and knees and I was just kind of looking at my birth affirmations I at that point get out I go to the bathroom and I sat on the toilet and that was like the game changer at that moment I could kind of feel the baby shifting down and I really had to vocalize through a contraction to the point where my husband came into the bathroom with me and I just looked at him and I said I don't want to do this I can't do this I don't want to do it What were you, when you said, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, what were you thinking? Were you thinking you you didn't want to give birth at home? You didn't want to give birth at all? You just, you wanted to go to- I didn't want to give birth at all. I didn't want any baby to come out of me in any way, shape or form. There, (laughs) it just wasn't something I was interested in at that point. That's when you know you're close. And that's exactly what happened in my mind because I heard myself say that. I was like, oh, that means I am going to give birth. You know, then I knew I was in transition, you know, I, the birth worker and me kind of started talking like, okay, you're almost there. Like you can totally do this. So, and at this point we had been laboring in the living room. So my doula stuck a chair in front of me and I just leaned on the chair. And then at that point, I, for some reason, I just needed her. I guess I needed that woman energy So I literally put my hand out and I called to her. I said, please, can you come here? And she came and she held my hand and it was really comforting. I had never had a duel at my birth before. I had never had a woman present besides my midwives. So it was definitely a different experience to be so connected with this other 
person. So she held my hand for a minute and I really felt the first baby come down into my pelvis. It was kind of a crazy experience because with my first two, my labor kind of happened to me. My birth happened to me. It wasn't something that I experienced because it was so quick. I was really conscious with this birth. I really wanted to experience all of it. I wanted to experience it fully. I kept praying the whole pregnancy. Just give me a three-hour labor. I just want a three-hour one, maybe four. Give me something longer. And when I felt the shift, it was such a different feeling because I had never actually felt it before. And I could feel the one baby coming down into my pelvis. And at that point, I wanted to rest. I just felt really tired all of a sudden. So I kneeled down in front of my couch you know with my knees on the floor and I was leaning on the the couch and my doula put a pillow under my head and I just kind of laid there so while I was kneeling she was kind of pushing on my sacrum and it felt so nice uh and I this was such a sweet moment because my husband came over and was kneeling next to me and my doula was kind of showing him how you know the bones kind of move while you're in labor and it was really sweet they were both touching me and they were kind of talking behind me and I felt really calm and peaceful in that moment. And I was just listening to them. And then I needed to stand up all of a sudden. It would like hit me like a train. I needed to get up off the floor. So I, I didn't say anything to them. I just stood up and I kind of moved over and I was leaning on the arm of the, of the, the couch, the end of the couch. And at that point, I knew this baby was coming. So I started talking to her. And I was actually, me and my husband were talking about it maybe a couple weeks ago. And I was talking about how I was in labor. I kept talking to the babies and he actually told me how it was literally the most powerful thing he's ever seen in his whole life because I was kind of holding my belly and I just kept saying to, you know, the babies, I'm like, okay, babies, you can come now. You know, I had never been in labor this long. I, I didn't know exactly how long it was with them in that moment, but I knew that it was a really long time or for me at least. So I was telling the babies, I need you to come out. Can you please come out? You know, you're safe. You're okay. I'm here. And I was just holding my belly and rocking back and forth. And I just felt her head kind of descend into, you know, the birth canal. I reached down and I touched this little baby head that had hair. I didn't say anything to anyone. And we still kind of laugh about this because nobody knew a baby was coming out of me at this point. Everyone said I was very quiet. I was just kind of standing there and I pushed, my body started pushing. Um, I kind of let my body nap with all of my kids. My body has taken over and pushed babies out all by themselves. I've never actually pushed. So my body took over and kind of pushed and there her head was. So I reached down and I held her head and I just kind of said, I said, hi baby, you know, you can come out now. And one more push and she just slid out and I caught her and I pulled her up to my belly. And her cord was really short, so I could only reach her, you know, to maybe my belly button. And I looked down, and she looked up at me, and she just cried. <laughs> literally screamed at the top of her lungs. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I had literally never had a baby cry before when they were born. Both of my other two were so peaceful. So she looked at me, and she just cried. And I looked over at my husband, and he was crying. And I was just like, oh, my God, I had a baby. And I just held her and I, my body, it, I got a pause. I definitely got a pause in that moment. So I sat down on the couch and I held her between my legs with a towel and we just kind of talked to her and we got to look at this baby that, you know, I had given birth to. 
And we took her in and we talked to her and I looked at my husband and I said, you know, I think this is Josie and Josie had always been baby B. So I definitely, when I saw her and I was holding her, I knew that she was not baby A. And my husband looked at me and was like, yes, that's Josie. So it was a very sweet moment. And, you know, at that point, my doula had asked me, you know, did you want to cut the cord? And I said, no, um, I'll keep her attached. I'll just kind of hold her. So her cord was so short. So I had my hands down and I was rocking back and forth in front of my couch. And then my arms got tired. <laughs> I don't know how long I had been holding her, you know, while I was laboring, you know, I was having really intense contractions, but it felt hard to hold her, but I didn't want to cut her cord because I knew the other baby was coming. So I didn't want to be in the middle of cutting this baby's cord and trying to give birth to another one. So I decided to go back into the kneeling position. So I kneeled in front of the couch again, and I just set the baby on the floor in between my legs. So my husband was kind of peeking underneath of me to make sure the baby was okay. We had her wrapped in a towel. And I just put my head down on the couch and I went back into labor land, I guess. So I kind of was in my head going, oh, wait, I got to do this again. Like there's still another baby. So I was swaying back and forth against the couch and everyone was kind of peeking down at the other baby. And then I just, I felt it. I felt her just come down and all of a sudden my body started pushing and I reached down again and I felt her water break. So it breaks all over me, all over the other baby, all over the floor. And then I feel her little head and <laughs> one more push. And she literally shot out this, this little baby and I caught her and I brought her up between my legs and she was totally white. So we had prepared for this and I didn't miss a beat. I just turned her over on my arm. I tipped her head down, which helps drain the fluid from their lungs and their mouth and you know their nose. And I rubbed her back and I grabbed her feet and I said, hi, baby. And I just rubbed her and then I turned her over. I put my mouth to hers and I kind of, in, you know, it was just instant at that point. Um, and then she woke up. She just looked at me. She just needed a second to kind of come around and she just kind of stared at us and was like, oh, okay, I'm here. And then she cried really big and loud. And then she started pinking up almost instantly. As she was perking up, I kind of turned her over and I set her next to her sister. So at this point I was looking down at these babies and they were laying side by side and just kind of looking up at me. And it was a really beautiful moment because I had just given birth to two babies, you know, with no assistance from anybody. I had trusted my instincts and I just, you know, did what was best for our family and, you know, brought them into the world just exactly the way I wanted to. So we kind of just looked at them for a couple minutes and I tried to, you know, get them to latch and they weren't too interested. So maybe 15 or so minutes had gone by after they had been born. And I kind of started to realize that I was in trouble. So at this point, I didn't have my placenta out, but I could feel blood, like a lot of blood. Every expecting parent deserves access to a certified doula, no matter their budget, birth plan, or location. This is the idea behind the digital doula program at Beautiful Births and Beyond. Their on-demand doula program includes access to online classes and 24-7 birthing and postpartum support via text or video. Book a free consultation with Beautiful Births founder Colleen Myatt and receive 20% off an hour of digital doula support.
Visit beautifulburst.com and use promo code down to birth. Down to birth is sponsored by Postpartum Soothe. Recovering from a vaginal birth takes many women by surprise. Postpartum Soothe is a 100% organic herbal blend that's applied to maternity pads in the days immediately following your birth. It's a must for any woman seeking a faster, easier recovery from a vaginal birth. Visit postpartumsoothe.com. That's postpartumsoothe, S-O-O-T-H-E dot com, and use promo code down to birth. With twins, because your uterus is so stretched, you often have trouble, it has trouble contracting afterwards to control bleeding. So when your uterus contracts after birth, that's what stops the bleeding from the placenta. At this point, I decided I needed to cut the cord because I kind of felt like I had to focus really on the placenta. And at this point, I asked my doula to kind of, she was holding like a a basin I had for me. And I was trying to get the placenta out. I knew that this placenta was causing my uterus to not contract around the wound. No matter how hard I tried, I just, I couldn't get it out. I tried and I tried and I tried, but I just, I could not get it out. It was like, I just have to get to the bed. I'm totally fine. I just have to get to the bed and latch the babies. And I guess I went to stand up to get out of the pool. And almost instantly I fainted. My husband caught me. And he laid me on the ground. I woke up to him like doing the sternum rub on my chest because he's um he's a police officer, so he knows kind of what to do. So he was rubbing my chest, and I was like, "Hi, honey, did I take a nap?" <laughs> he's like, "No, honey, you didn't take a nap. <laughs> you fainted." And I kind of rolled on my side, and I looked at my doula, and she goes, "I'm gonna call nine one one. Is that okay?" She asked me permission because you know. It's, it's my birth. It's my experience. She w- didn't want to do something that I didn't want to do. So we did end up calling 911 and I did end up transferring for postpartum hemorrhage, which I had an idea was going to happen. Like my intuition kind of led me to believe that I just wouldn't need help at some point. But it honestly was meant to be because when we got to the hospital, the neonatologist came in to check on the babies and we found out that Um, Now baby A, who had come first, actually had a very severe case of polycythemia. Um, So my twins had undiagnosed TAPS, which is when one baby receives, it's different than twin to twin transfusion. It's not the same. Um, What happens is one baby receives too much blood. So it raises their red blood cells. Um, So even though it was not the postpartum I wanted, my baby did end up getting the help she needed. She had to do 12 days in the NICU. Um, so that was really hard because I had one baby at home. She came home instantly. The second I was discharged, she came home with me. And then I had another baby at a completely separate hospital. I had a beautiful birth. It was every, I wouldn't have changed a single second. Looking back on it, the, the postpartum was a little hard. How, how were you received at the hospital when you arrived? Poorly. Very poorly. Tell us a little bit about that. It was just really weird. It just felt very aggressive. Um, Everyone was kind of worried about the babies and not about me, which obviously you want somebody to be worried about the babies, but they were breathing on their own. They were totally fine. They kept just kept asking me questions about the babies. They wanted to do blood work on the babies right away. And I just kept saying, can, can I just get a minute to like, feel better and then we can talk about the babies you know if they're not emergent can you just help me first 
And my, my husband was advocating for me saying, I need you to focus on my wife. My wife needs help. So I had ended up really mustering up some strength and I, I pushed my consent out myself. And then I felt better. Um, I saw the OB on, on call coming at me and I knew it was either I get my placenta out or her, her hand was going in my uterus. So I literally pushed that placenta out with every last bit of strength I had. I felt almost instantly better. My uterus clamped up. Um, but then I had doctors in the room, you know, pretty much yelling at me about my babies. Why didn't I want blood work? Why didn't I want this? And because I felt better, I looked at them, I said, it's not that I didn't want blood work. I'm not, not consenting to things. I just needed help first. Now I, now I can think, now I can answer your questions. Um, so it was very poor. People kept asking me, was this planned? Why didn't you go to the hospital? Why, why, you know, why this, why that? And then they called CPS on us. We were, um, turning down medical care for our babies. That was their rationale. The pediatrician was actually the one that called on us. So what happened? Um, we had social workers come in, um, wanting to know, you know, about our other kids, wanting to know why we didn't go to the hospital, if we had had prenatal care. I had done nothing wrong. It's not illegal to give birth at home. You know, however many babies you have, my kids are well cared for. Um, we do see pediatricians, we see chiropractors. I did have I had just seen a high risk doctor five days before the babies were born. So I was just honest with them. I said, this is how I gave birth. Here's my medical records. Um, but unfortunately I will not be participating in your services at this time. And you know, that kind of pissed off a few people. Um, we had the supervisor call my husband and my husband just politely told them, you know, thank you for your offer, but we don't need your services at this time. Um, we have done nothing wrong. Our children are cared for. And they eventually got the point. They closed the case pretty quickly. Um, and we just were left alone at that point. It was hard, you know, I wasn't having the postpartum I planned. And then all of a sudden now I have people trying to tell me I wasn't caring for my children. So it, it was tough. It was really tough. So Jamie, let's talk about the people in your circle around you. You, you must have heard from people, strangers or people close to you who said, the way you gave birth was irresponsible or reckless. How, what do you say to people who, who say that to you? What has been your response to that? Uh, so I can't really answer that question because I never had that experience. But most people don't know the laws. I am a birth professional. You know, I do work in the birth world. Um, I think people were just, you know, I, I also kind of have that personality where I don't give people room to have opinions about me. I, I'm doing what I'm doing, whether you like it or not. If you have an opinion, that's nice, but just keep it to yourself. I felt fully supported going into the experience. I had no fears, no negativity, nothing. Do you think more couples should have free births or do you think the ideal birth is a home birth with certified nurse midwives because you also had such a positive experience that way? I mean, do you have an opinion as to how other people would be best off giving birth? Yes and no on the free births. I fully support free birth. I fully support women birthing in all capacities. However they choose is best for them. But I do not recommend people solely choosing free birth for the fact that they can't afford a midwife or there isn't a midwife available. It, it's dangerous. Um, I Birth works 98% of the time, um, but there are times where 
you know, there are emergencies and you do need medical help, you know, just like I did. Um, I feel like sometimes people choose free birth without doing the work that's involved. You know, like I said, I did four years of work. Um, I was NRP certified, meaning I was, you know, certified to resuscitate a new a neonate, which is a, a brand new newborn baby. Um, I have that training. I, my husband is a first responder. Um, we didn't go into this lightly. We didn't say, oh, it's fine. It's great. Babies just are born and, you know, it's exciting and it's easy because sometimes it's not, you know, birth works. And I believe birth works. I believe in home birth. I believe in, you know, all of it, but I don't believe that people should choose an unassisted, you know, or free birth just because um, it, it takes a lot of work to go into the place, um, feeling confident and secure and, you know, being able to handle an emergency if it does arise. I'm always a believer that every birth teaches us something or changes us in some way. So if that's true for you, how did this birth change you? Um, this birth, it just, I think it was my most spiritual. It, it definitely brought me closer to, you know, the spiritual side of myself that I, I really went into the experience focusing on, you know, the universe and projecting my intentions and, you know, really letting it be known that this was the experience I was looking for. And, you know, and I got the exact experience I needed. It may have not been what I, what I had gone in and planned, you know, a crazy postpartum with a baby in the NICU, but I think it was what I needed. So that, that's kind of what I took away from that birth is, you know, it brought, it brought me closer to, you know, who I am as just a woman, I guess, you know, I, I'm powerful. You know, I, I set out to do exactly what I wanted. And I remember sitting on the couch holding these babies and looking at my husband and my doula and just saying, I did it. If you enjoyed our podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share a favorite episode or two. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Down to Birth Show or contact us and review show notes at downtobirthshow.com. Please remember this information is made available to you for educational and informational purposes only. It is in no way a substitute for medical advice. For our full disclaimer, visit downtobirthshow.com slash disclaimer. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, hear everyone and listen to yourself. Uh, this is the Celia and this is Josie. I think nope, I lied to you. This one. Huh. This one is Cecilia, I don't know how you do this it. one's Josie. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how mothers do that. I couldn't <laughs> I so think cute. I would have to tattoo Say one hi, of them or something. <laughs> They're adorable. They're beautiful. I, for me, I d I don't I don't think they look alike. Everyone else yeah, does. Yeah, that's what I, twin moms always say. Yeah, they, they see the difference.